Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Disney parks. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the support of an amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. We have no news to cover this week on the Disney Dining Show, so that means we are going to launch straight into our reviews, and we have three brand new reviews for you, one from Disneyland and two from Walt Disney World Resort. And the first one is going to come courtesy of Rhino, who was out in Disneyland, and once again, he spent way too much time inside Avengers Campus. He loves it so much. I, I totally understand. I have not been there myself yet, but I understand why he would want to be out there. It's Marvel inside a Disney park. Just uh, really, really neat. And I am so excited to see it one day. Uh, but this specific review is for the beer cocktails that you can find at Pim's Tasting Lab, something that definitely caught my attention when they first announced this land because I love my beer. And you know what? Beer cocktails? Sign me up. I would try it. But for now, we're just going to have to hear what Rhino has to say. I'm going to try something that I haven't tried at all yet, which is um, one of the drinks, not from the test kitchen, but from the tasting lab. Uh, um, I figured um, now was the time. There's a bunch of cool stuff over here. There's these like fusion drinks where they do like uh, mixed drinks with beer in them. Or there's one beer that has like ice cream in it. And then there's a bunch of different California beers, um, which I have had before. There's some good ones here, but I haven't done one of the mixed or fusion drinks. I'm so I think today's going to be that day. Uh, it's beautiful weather. I'm in such a great mood. Why not just have a delicious cocktail to uh, to do it, uh, to uh, to really top the day off here. But um, I'm going to look at the menu first to see which one I'm going to get. So the big thing about Pim, obviously, it's uh, Ant-Man. And so it's all, everything's big, everything's small. And one of the cool things they do is they have this enlarged phone that kind of scrolls through the menu a little bit here that I like. But you can see, oh, those are fun. The glow cubes particles and there's a snack mix too i don't think i'm gonna get the snack mix but i'm leaning toward this which is a gin based drink um but molecular meltdown that has the marshmallow beer in it with the ice cream that's pretty good too but pretty indulgent for the time of day it is right now but anyway what's what i love too is like there's these cool like look it's like christmas lights up here that all light up at night and then um pims the the um the like lab thing it's like a soda can and it's all coming out of the soda can isn't that cool i got my drink i ended up going with the honey fusion this is plymouth gin and elysian space dust ipa with lemon juice and honey syrup and a honey straw they were out of the honey straw but what i'm really happy about is they had it comes in this plastic uh, Pim like beaker, which is great because when I was here uh, in July, they were out of these. So I am uh, thrilled right now. Here we go, first sip. I do think it's a little weird. There's like ice in the drink because it has beer in it. I wouldn't think to do that, but here we are. This is interesting. Um, The, so uh, Elysian Space Dust comes because it's not, well, not because it's an IPA, but Elysian Space Dust does have a little bit of a bitter taste, which some IPAs do. Um, 
I don't know, like I get a lot of that and I get a little bit of the gin, but I don't know that I get a lot of the, like the honey syrup or like the lemon juice is in here. I get the lemon juice. I just, the honey I don't really get. Maybe it's cause like the straw adds to it. Cause as you stir, maybe like you're stirring the honey in. So I do, uh, I am a little sad about the straw, but uh, this was $16. Let me take a couple more sips and then get back to you. I'm sure by the end of this, I'm gonna feel a lot better than I do now. I just wanna say, if you were looking for an area by the test lab and you can't find one, right off to the side over here, right between like Guardians and um, Avengers Campus here. Well, I mean, that is Avengers Campus, but you know what I mean, between Guardians and where uh, the characters come out where the Quinjet is, um, they have these like cute, tables with these like fun themed covers on them and there's there's a couple umbrellas over here a little bit of shade if you need it so I recommend kind of stepping off to the side mm. I wonder if these measurements hold true okay so I'm you know a little more than halfway done with this drink and I have to say I actually did really enjoy it after I got through the top a little bit it started to be a little a little sweeter um, and I got more of that honey flavor in it. Um, so I really think like it just, my recommendation is if they don't have the honey straws, maybe just grab like a fork or a knife and just kind of stir it a little bit yourself or just keep doing one of these guys here. But um, I feel like $16, it's $18 for the one that doesn't have beer in it. I feel like it's a little steep for a mixed drink, but you do get the souvenir glass. It is the same price with or without the glass. Um, the beer here is like $12, um, which is, I like the beer here a lot. Uh, so I recommend those, but, um, so it's not like a thing where I'm like, oh, I can get a bunch of these. Cause I feel like that's really pricey. Um, but it is also California. So I don't know, but I'd recommend giving it a try. If one of these, if the, if the, the mixed drinks were on your list over here at the tasting lab, I'd say like, give it a shot. Um, cause I'm not unhappy with this purchase at all. I am so jealous of that review, not just because the drink sounded great, even though Rhino seemed to be a little bit on the fence with it, but uh, one one thing he did note in the video version of the review that doesn't translate audio-wise is that at that location, Pim's Tasting Lab, there is actually uh, no tip that can be added to your receipt. So the prices that he mentioned, that is the actual price you pay. So, you know, the the little bit extra in the price that it all costs might end up saving you because if you went to another bar and you, you got the drink, but then you tipped on it, you know, it, it, it might it might actually not be as bad of a deal as as he was leading it on to be, but ultimately, I, I feel like it was still more positive than anything. But super jealous, I I wasn't there for it, and I want one of those little little souvenir cups that he got, even though I don't need any more. I still want one, and uh, I'm very jealous of it. But I'm not jealous of this next review because this one comes courtesy of yours truly. I was at Magic Kingdom the other day, and I decided to have a meal at Golden Oak Outpost because they got rid of the Widowmaker sandwich and switched it up with a brand new sandwich. This was about a month ago, so I was very late to the game, but uh, you know what? I run I run the marathons. I don't run the sprints. And I'm sure I'm going to repeat a lot of this stuff right back to you. So let's go ahead. Just give this review a listen. Now, 
today at Magic Kingdom, I am trying yet another one of the 50th anniversary special food items that they have here in the park. And I am back at Golden Oak Outpost in Frontierland because they have replaced the Pecos Bill Widowmaker sandwich that they had a couple months back. They replaced that with the Slewfoot Sioux sandwich. And this is a fried fish sandwich that is served with cilantro lime slaw and served on what I believe to be a brioche bun, served with a side of fries for $12.99. And I really do enjoy a good fish sandwich, so I'm looking forward to this one greatly. But I will say, just upon inspecting it, I don't know if I'm gonna be blown away by it. The fish doesn't look sad, but it also, it doesn't look amazing but you know what it's a piece of fried fish it's not gonna look magical uh, but the slaw just literally looks like your normal standard coleslaw like it looks mayonnaise -y, it looks milky not quite really cilantro and limey but we'll have to see we'll have to see if it's uh, better than what it looks like so I'm gonna go ahead with my first bite here I am struggling a bit with this sandwich you know normally I would like to take one bite and hopefully I get everything in it on that first bite so I can really start to form an opinion. But in this situation, took my first bite and it wasn't great. The fish, you know, it, it's fried, but it's probably a little over fried. And so the fish is a little bit dry on the inside and then it's extra crispy. So that was, that was kind of a shock right away. And with my first couple bites, I wasn't getting any of the cilantro lime slaw that was supposed to be on here. So finally, I just let some of it fall out and then ate it. And I don't know where they get off saying that it's cilantro lime slaw. It's literally mayonnaise coleslaw. That's all it is. So it's not bad, you know, with like a fish sandwich or any, any fish meal, I'm okay with coleslaw on the side. I'm okay with it on there, but two different things to sell something that I'm expecting to be like citrusy and and you know kind of add to it the overall flavor of the sandwich by like making it a little different this is just coleslaw on a fish sandwich so I topped mine with a little bit of ketchup to kind of help uh, add a little bit of moisture back into it because you would think that there'd be a lot of moisture from it considering there's this wet mayonnaise slaw on there but it's not so maybe ketchup will help it a little bit more here goes nothing. Ketchup did help a little bit more. You know, tartar sauce might too, but then it might be too much white sauce on there overall. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to think about this one. I do want to point out too, it's weird because this fish was odd shaped. And I know, you know, fish, you can't really control how it is shaped. I guess you can to an extent, but uh, in terms of this, it, they didn't. So like, there's just parts of this bun that have no fish on it and it's just bun and mayonnaise slaw. And then to contrast that, then it'll be a piece of fish with everything on it too. So it's very weird. It's a very strange sandwich. And I don't know how I'm feeling about it. So I'm gonna finish it up and I'll share my final thoughts. I'm all wrapped up with my Slewfoot Sue's sandwich from Golden Oak Outpost. Again, $12.99. It's a fried fish sandwich. 
And on top of the fish sandwich is a cilantro lime slaw that I did not get any of that and then served with french fries. And this was just one and done for me. Yeah, I, it wasn't the worst fish sandwich I've ever had, but uh, it, it's not going to ever pull me away from like, if I'm in the mood for seafood, I'm gonna go to Columbia Harbor House. I'm gonna stick with that. I'm not gonna walk over here to do this. Granted, maybe this is just going to be a limited time item as well too, just like the Widowmaker sandwich was. That was around for like three months. This one's been out for about a month so far. So maybe it just has a little bit more uh, shelf life and then it'll get switched up for something else. But it, it, wasn't, it wasn't incredible. Again, I'll go to Columbia Harbor House if I want seafood. But I'm, I'm still glad I got to try this. And you know, fried fish, it gives you the false perception of being healthy and that's how I feel right now. So happy I tried it, but won't be getting it again. you're wondering, was that music just as loud there in person as it seemed listening to it? And the answer is yes. It was super, super loud. I mean, that that pirate music, it will get you every single time. I looked for a spot just so far away from it, anywhere that didn't have speakers. And it was a busy day at Magic Kingdom, so I wasn't able to find anything. So I apologize for the audio quality of it. And we're just going to have to move on from that fish sandwich. And on to our final review. This is our featured dining review of the week. It comes courtesy of, I believe, Pete Fiasco and a couple of special guests, maybe more. And this is a review of Shula Steakhouse. And that's, uh, I believe this is the very first time we are reviewing Shula Steakhouse as part of anything with the Diz, at least since I've been around. And I know that, uh, I know that I've eaten there before, but I don't think we've ever reviewed it. So this is this is inevitably, arguably, other words to use to describe other words. This is a first. So let's go ahead. Give it a listen. Hey, everybody. Pete Werner here with this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. Coming to you from Shula's Steakhouse at the Walt Disney World Dolphin. And it's been a long time since I've been here, but I'm also joined by two of my friends who actually won uh, a dining review with us at our uh, Diz Family Reunion auction back in September, Ken and Carol Nafee. Uh, you'll see them in a little bit. And of course, Fiasco working the camera right now. So it has been a hot minute since I have been in this restaurant. It's been a long time. My last experience here a few years ago uh, was kind of eh, and I felt it was uh, too expensive for what they were offering. So uh, Fiasco decided, without checking with me, uh, that we would do this, and I'm really glad that we did, um, because it's always nice to come and check out a, a new, kind of check out a restaurant that I haven't done in a while. I decided to try the thick-cut Nooski's bacon. It comes with a bourbon honey glaze, tomato jam, cheddar cheese grits, white cabbage, and fennel slaw for $19. Now, um, I've had this uh, a similar dish in other steakhouses. Um, Nooski's bacon is kind of like a pork belly. It's got kind of got that thickness to it. Um, 
and I really like it. Uh, the places I've had it, I've really, really enjoyed it. And I kind of went into it thinking there's no way it's going to be as good as what I'm used to because I kind of got a little chip on my shoulder coming in. One bite, one bite of this, and I was like, oh my God. It was, it was su- superb, perfectly cooked. The flavor profile was amazing. Um, the fennel slaw on top really cut through the sweetness of the glaze. Um, and I absolutely cleared my plate. Absolutely cleared my plate. Um, so we're off to a good start. My, my next dish, my salad course, I decided to try the French onion soup which was $14. Caramelized onions and croutons and a rich beef broth with Gruyere and provolone cheese for $14. Excellent. Is it the best French onion I've ever had? No. But it was very, very good. Very good. My only real complaint with it was it was so hot. I had to walk away for a little while to let it cool down because it was impossible. It was like, I I think I commented that it was heated by nuclear reactor. Uh, That's how hot it was coming out. But there are worse things a dish could be than very hot, like very cold. So with those two, uh, our meal, off to an excellent, excellent start. Okay, so this is my first time at Shoe Wheels. And like Pete already mentioned, this is an expensive restaurant with a dress code. Um, No hats and you should be dressed in somewhat, somewhat uh, dressy attire. Right now, I'm just wearing a polo. Pete, Pete's got his, his button-up shirt on, and that's going to do the trick. That's going to be perfectly fine. But with that being said, looking at the appetizers, there was one thing that immediately stuck out to me, and that was the New Orleans-style shrimp. That was $22, and it's Cajun spice shrimp, lemon, garlic butter, and toasted pieces of bread. Now... When I think New Orleans-style Cajun shrimp, I'm expecting a kick. I'm expecting a little bit of a punch. And there was a tiny bit. There was enough to let you know it was there, but the most of the flavor profile of it was very creamy. That's definitely how I would, I would place it. And if spice isn't your thing, don't be put off by that it's Cajun because it really wasn't very spicy at all. On the spice scale, I'd give it about a two or a three. Really, not too much to worry about there. But me personally, I wish it had more of a kick. I like a kick. I like, like I like to mention, spice that makes me jerk a tear a little bit. No tears here, but it was very delicious, and the shrimp were perfect. Um, Perfectly cooked. Now, I did not get a soup or a salad, but I would like to mention the complimentary bread. Trying to get better about making sure we mention that bread. You get it here. And the table all adored it. It was amazing bread. Okay, for my appetizer, I chose the Maryland-style crab cake. It was jumbled up crab with mustard and Old Bay seasoning and a remoulade sauce. Um, I was a little apprehensive because I'm not a fan of Old Bay or mustard, but the crab was so fresh. It was like I just cooked it at home myself, and those two seasonings were milder, just like um, Corey's was. 
and it was perfect. It didn't mask the crab at all. It was it was delicious. It was just one of the best crab cakes I had in the restaurant in a long, long time. Um, and I did choose um, a salad. I had the tomato barat salad, and it was um, basil pesto, olive oil, balsamic vinaigrette, and the the um, the cheese. The mozzarella, fresh mozzarella was so smooth and creamy. The tomatoes and the vinaigrette were just a nice mix, and it, it all blended together really well. It was delicious. So I also had the thick cut Nuski's bacon, and I agree 100% with what Pete said. It was very, very good. Uh, the bacon had a, a crispness to the edge, which kind of gave it a, a, a nice difference to the bacon. Uh, the tomato jam was excellent. Uh, first time for having uh, cheddar grits, but I also found those to be very tasty. So I also had the wedge salad, which is iceberg lettuce, tomato, bacon, and jam, and a blue cheese dressing for $15. Uh, the lettuce was very crisp, and the blue cheese dressing was not overbearing, and it went very well with my entree. Okay, so for uh, for my entree, um, I went with the 22-ounce cowboy ribeye. Now, there were two options tonight. Um, the one on the menu for $72 uh, was what is known as wet-aged, whereas they had one off-menu for $7 more, $79, that was dry-aged, and I opted for that one. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to charge me $79 for a ribeye, it better be a damn good ribeye. And lucky for Shula's, this is one of the best steaks I have had in a very, very long time. When I tell you, you know, I, I've said this before on reviews. Um, when I When I order a steak before I put any sauces on it, before I add any seasoning or anything at all to it, I take a bite of it. Because if a steak needs sauces, it's probably not a great steak. Um, I did have uh, an, a side of Bernays sauce with this, because I always like that. And I took one bite of this steak, and I was like, okay, this is phenomenal. The second bite, I dipped in the Bernays sauce and said, the Bernays sauce takes away from how good this steak is. When I tell you worth every penny of $79 for the steak, worth every penny, every bite was delightful. So incredibly well prepared. And the thing, I, I normally like my steak medium. I don't like medium rare or rare, God forbid. The chef recommends this particular steak be done medium rare. So I went with the chef's recommendation, and I am so glad I did. Because I, I, I'm blown away by how good this steak was. I won't say it's the best steak I've ever had in my life. But it's in the top three, and it's certainly the best one I've had for a while. I would also be very remiss... And not mentioning our servers, Tyler and Anthony. Service has been 
impeccable. And when I say that, I don't mean they're here doing a song and dance routine next to the table. They're here when you need them. They're not here when you don't. And it's seamless. It's a seamless service experience. You're being well attended to without them feeling overbearing. I mean, it's true professional servers, truly professional servers. Um, just, we're getting ready for dessert now. Uh, they would really have to screw dessert up for this review to go south. All right, so for my main course, I got the 10-ounce filet for $65. And when I was first decided to come here, I was looking at other filets around Walt Disney World property to kind of get a, a memory jog of things that I've had in the past before. Topliness was 54, and that also comes with sides. Also, Steakhouse 71 came to mind, being $37 with sides. And I came to the conclusion that for $65, this is going to have to be a really, really good filet for it to match up to that price, given the options that we have on property. You can get really good steak on property. And it matched up and then some. Like Pete said, this steak needed nothing. Just the quality of the cut of meat itself was perfect. Now, I will say, uh, when Pete asked me if, it, if you can cut it with a fork, I put my fork in and was like, no, you can't. But then Pete took his and was like, yes, you can, and proved to me that you could cut it with a fork. I just need to use a little bit more elbow grease. Yeah, I, I feel like I have a. I just needed to put more effort into it. But you could cut it with a fork, and it was amazing. Not only that, though, we did get an array of sides. Uh, we got the mac and cheese and the mashed potatoes, which personally I aren't for me. I didn't have them, so the others can talk about those. But specifically, I wanted to mention the mushrooms because we got those as well. Those garlic mushrooms. And those complemented that steak so well. I highly recommend that if you're going to get one of the cuts here, which you probably are if you're coming to Shula's, get the mushrooms to complement it alongside because it is the perfect combination. I also had the um, 10-ounce filet um, for $65, as Corey had. And mine also... After Pete suggested it, I could definitely cut mine with a fork. And it was tender and medium rare, just the way I love it. Um, the outside edge was a little dry, but the seasoning, as, as they both said about their steaks and their fillets, it needed nothing else. It, it was perfect. It, it just was delicious. Like melted like butter in my mouth. I really enjoyed it. All right, so for my entree, I had the coach's cut prime rib, herb crusted, crusted and served with a Yorkshire pudding and ojas for $51. And the first thing I'll say about it is you better have a big appetite because it doesn't indicate the size of the cut, but this is a big piece of meat. Um, I ordered mine medium rare, and I found it to be medium rare around the outside but as it got to the middle, it got a little bit more rarer, as well as a little more fatty. But the pieces around the outside were just simply melting your mouth. Um, and even, even the center cut that was a little still a little more rare was very tasty. Um, I don't have prices in front of me. We'll put these up on the screen uh, as we go, because we are moving on to dessert. And 
one of the desserts that you need to order at the beginning of your meal is their apple crisp. Think apple pie, but not any apple pie. The best apple pie you have ever tasted. $12 for this dessert. First of all, is insane. Just on spec. Then you take a bite of it. I I normally don't rave about desserts. But this, this is a run, don't walk. And here's the thing. They only make about 25 of them a night. So if you really want it, when you call the restaurant to make a reservation, if you call the restaurant, when you make your reservation, then call the restaurant and tell them, I really want the apple crisp when I come. They'll note your reservation. I think they're going to hate me for saying that. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this... Uh, uh, all the desserts. We tried the uh, chocolate cake. Absolutely superb. Absolutely superb. Um, because this is the first time I've been back here in a number of years, I can't declare this as one of the best restaurants on property. I need to come back a few more times. I need, you know, for me, saying that is consi- it's about consistency. I'm going to go out of my way to come back to this restaurant. How the hell have I not been here in so many years? That's been this good. And I, I, I think I tend to overlook Swan and Dolphin just in general. I will not overlook this restaurant again. I will not overlook this restaurant again. This meal, the service, absolutely superb. When I come back, I will tell you how much it cost. Because I haven't gotten the bill yet. So this meal progressed in a way that I wasn't expecting. My appetizer, I'd say, was very middle of the pack. It didn't blow me away, but it was good. The steak did blow me away. And at that point, I was like, okay, this restaurant's amazing. I didn't expect for dessert to even surpass that in my mind. I was completely taken back. Have I had amazing desserts at Walt Disney World, on Walt Disney World property? Yes. Usually it is followed by, by good appetizers, good entrees, but usually dessert is never my standout thing. If you're coming to Shula's, you need to order dessert. I almost didn't even care to order dessert. If you're coming here, you need to. Just like you said, the apple crisp. I, I don't even know what to tell you. I can't think of a, a dessert I've had that's better than that at a restaurant. Ever. Full stop. The cake, again, an afterthought. I was, I wasn't, my sweet tooth wasn't yelling at me today. That cake is incredible. Pete asked for some, uh, an extra scoop of vanilla ice cream for the side. Ask, ask for some extra vanilla ice cream because you're going to want it for that cake if you get it. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I guess the price of the items here is what kept me away so long. Just tr- not being able to connect in my head that 
it's worth that price. But after eating here, again, just one time, I've only been here this one time, I definitely am going to come back and I'm not going to shake my head at the price tag. It is worth, it is worth the price they charge. I can agree with Pete and Corey Moore. The apple crisp was amazing, beyond amazing. Took a spoon of it into your mouth and the flavor just exploded just creaminess of apples and cinnamon mixed together. It was the best apple crisp I've ever, ever had. The crust was light and complemented everything just perfect. Um, I love chocolate cake, and the flavor of this chocolate cake is perfect. It's just the right amount of darkness and fudge. I thought the cake itself was a little dry. I like a moisture cake, but it, it, the flavor of it, the icing and the cake together compensated for that little bit of dryness. It, it, they were just the, some of the best desserts I've had in a long time, but especially that apple crisp. The apple crisp is just phenomenal. So uh, I tried the apple cobbler, or apple, uh, yeah, what was it called? Crisp. Apple crisp. <laughs> And uh, I agree with everybody. Very, very tasty. Um, almost better than mom's apple pie, but I won't go that far. Um, and overall, appetizer to dessert, I would definitely recommend people come here. Uh, I thought the meal was great. The service was great and would definitely come back. Okay, so when all was said and done, after our appetizers, main courses, and desserts, Total bill was $524 for four adults. Um, and I have to tell you something. This was worth every penny of that money. Uh, no discounts offered, no annual pass or DVC discounts. So you're paying full boat. But I got to tell you something. I've paid more for less. I've paid more for less. Uh, now, obviously, that is expensive. But you get what you pay for. So especially if you have a special event, an anniversary, uh, uh, an occasion you want to celebrate. This is a great, great place to go. Um, I'm uh, Because I'll never give anything 10 out of 10. 9.9 for me. I have nothing to complain about with this meal. Nothing. Every morsel of food was brilliantly prepared. Food was delicious. Um, this is definitely a run-don't-walk restaurant. Oh boy, that sounded like a delicious meal. And again, I'm jealous. You know, I've, I have eaten at Chilla's the one time, but I will be completely transparent. It was right after doing a drink around the world around Epcot years and years ago with uh, Corey Martin and one of our old uh, disco workers, Sean Thompson. And we went to Shola's to, you know, try to sober up a little bit after drinking around the world and thinking, you know, big, big hearty steak meals might help out. But I just remember getting up. <laughs> three quarters of the way through the meal going up to the room and uh being a little sick and then falling asleep and uh, yeah so that's that's my one experience at shola's probably not the best but definitely memorable for me but with that 
We are ending this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I really hope you enjoyed it and we helped you plan out some of your meals or snacks or whatever when visiting Disneyland or Walt Disney World. And if we did and you want to support us, again, you can always book a vacation through dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and you can get a free no obligation quote today. You can also support us by subscribing to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review. Helps more people find the show and, well, it makes me feel better about doing this show. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit selfish in that way. And, of course, I give a shout-out to anyone who leaves a five-star review. And this week, I want to thank KB Smith for the five stars. But... That's going to do it for this week's dining show. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry.